upon further review. It's kind of cool, and it's rare. A player begins his press conference with an opening statement, but poise and intelligence are solidly on the resume of Panther quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, um, it's an exciting time right now. Um, to get things rolling. Uh, it's great to see that um, you know, the guys have arrived and um, shown up in good spirits uh, during this tough time. Uh, praying that everyone's family is doing safe and, and doing well and staying safe during this time. Um, Excited to get back to work. Uh, excited for you know what's in store for us, and um, you know, we look forward to just continuing to lay a foundation brick by brick and uh, get this thing rolling. Does Teddy feel like this is his team yet? Yeah, it definitely does, and um, I credit that to uh, Mr. Tapper, uh, Marty, Coach Rule, and, and the coaching staff here. Um, they made this transition a smooth one, and uh, they told me from the jump that hey, this is your team, and the guys will go as I go. Just being around the guys a couple of days already, uh, you see them you know, feeding off my energy and I'm feeding off their energy. So uh, you know, it definitely feels like my team. The NFC South looks loaded with potent offenses. So where do Bridgewater and the Panthers fit in? I mean, on, on pen and paper, it's easy to say, hey, we have this guy, that guy. And, you know, Atlanta has their weapons. New Orleans has their weapons. And Tampa has who they have. But um, at the end of the day, uh, you have to prove it on the field. So on pen and paper, everyone's, you know, uh, crowning themselves as some of the most talented teams in the league and uh, future playoff teams. But uh, it starts, you know, with the work that we put in right now. And uh, we can't look too far ahead. We just have to approach it one day at a time. And, you know, of course, we have guys on this roster who have done some great things in this league. And I'm excited to be on the same field as those guys. But at the end of the day, we have to execute what we plan on doing here in, in Carolina, which is uh, – you know, running Joe Brady's offense and uh, doing it at a, a high level. Speaking of a Joe Brady-coordinated offense, Teddy Bridgewater is familiar and he's on board. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's a high percentage of, you know, some of the things we did in New Orleans. But, um, of course, with Joe uh, spending time at LSU and, uh, you know, being on the journey that he's come on, uh, he's added his wrinkle and uh, different things to this offense. So uh, I'm excited about that. And just a familiar, uh, being familiar with the system, it, it's been huge, you know, especially for us with us not being able to meet in person for OTAs throughout the spring. I've had the opportunity to get with the guys and, you know, reiterate the language, uh, go over installs with the guys uh, prior to arriving to training camp. So uh, having that comfort level, that, that experience in this offense has been a huge uh, head start for us, uh, I'd say. In a Joe Brady offense, Bridgewater says there is always an answer. So what exactly does he mean by that? Joe isn't just calling plays to get one guy the ball. I mean, yeah, you design plays uh, for specific guys, but um, when you're in this offense, um, as you go through your progression, there's always going to be someone coming into your vision wherever you start at. Um, there's always going to be an outlet for you. And uh, I try to reiterate that to the guys so that everyone is you know, performing their play at high, high speed. Uh, sometimes you see guys – uh, on a progression, when you're installing, they see, hey, they're just, you know, part of the play and they may want to take a play off. But, you know, for those guys to understand that everyone's alive, a viable option in this offense, it keeps everyone on their toes and it keeps everyone locked in. Even at age 26, Bridgewater's known as an exceptional leader. So what is his message to his younger guys? Uh, the biggest thing I learned um, from my years of experience in this league, every year you get a new class of rookies. 
Um, every year the rosters are turning over. Nothing stays the same in this league. And that's my mindset to the rookies. You know, hey, when you come in, just keep your head down and work. Uh, you earn your respect in this league by what you're able to uh, put out on the field, uh, uh, display throughout the building with your work ethic, uh, the way you approach each day. So if I'm a young guy coming into the league right now, yeah, it's, it hasn't been ideal with the pandemic and everything. But, you know, this is an opportunity virtually to show, hey, I'm dedicated. You know, I'm, I'm really locked in and, and really willing to give my all to this organization, whether it's in meetings virtu virtually when coach asks you a question, uh, responding with confidence and with conviction. You know, that shows, hey, you know, you're, you're studying and things like that. Um, you know, it's huge. He comes to the Panthers having overcome a serious injury, and like his predecessor, Cam Newton, he knows how it feels to have to reprove himself. I mean, this, that's the, the tough side of this business. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to experience it early in my career, and, um, you know, injuries are always unfortunate. And, you know, the way things transpired when I got injured, when I got injured and how I wasn't able to return to the driver's seat, you know, I just took it as, hey, man, I got to put my head down and just continue to work. Um, eventually, you know, there are 31 other teams that will have the opportunity to fall in love with me all over again. And uh, uh, luckily, when I was returned from my injury, I had the opportunity to sign for the Jets and then New Orleans traded for me. And now I'm here in Carolina and I'm forever thankful of my journey. So, um, you know, with Cam, it was one of those situations, you know, I understand as a player, you're a competitor. You want to get back out there and, and get that opportunity to show, you know, that you, you're still this elite guy. And, um, you know, he's done some great things. He's obviously one of the best players to ever play for this franchise. And everyone around here respects him. Uh, they speak highly of him. And uh, I'm just honored to be, you know, following in, you know, the position that he left behind, um, get the opportunity to just continue to resume my career. Asked for more detail about his relationship with offensive coordinator Joe Brady, Listen to this. Bridgewater does not disappoint. The thing with Joe, man, it's, it's, it's a special bond to me because, um, you know, I don't want to dwell on, you know, New Orleans too much. But uh, when I first got to New Orleans, uh, Joe was the guy who took the time to teach me the offense. Um, I got traded there um, right at the end of preseason. And we were getting ready for week one, and I was the, the backup quarterback to Drew Brees. And I didn't really have the time to learn the system. And, Joe was the guy who went the extra extra mile for me and made sure that, hey, I was on top of protections, uh, run calls, different things like that. So our bond started there. And if you watch in pregame when I was with New Orleans in 18, Joe was the guy with me in pregame going over the play calls to make sure that if something happened to Drew that I was ready. So we fast forward to now and we're, we're back united, re reunited, and um, it's, it's great to see a familiar face, but also it's great to see someone who actually taught you this system and to be able to actually grow in this system, continue to grow in the system and run it the way that he sees it. Up next, an odd and disjointed two-part question. Part one, Bridgewater's health status. And then part two, he lived in Minnesota when George Floyd was killed in police custody. And does he plan to kneel for the national anthem? It's a handful, but Bridgewater was patient and illuminating. You know, um, one thing I can say, ever since I got off the, the PUP list when I was in Minnesota, I haven't had an injury. I haven't missed a practice, a game. <laughs> so I'm 100% healthy. And um, as far as uh, what happened in Minnesota, you know, it's unfortunate. And um, 
you know, that's the, the, the tough side to life that, um, you know, every morning you wake up, you just pray that you, you're able to make it home safe to your family because it's not promised. It's not guaranteed that, you know, when you exile that door that you return. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to, you know, the George Floyd, George Floyd family. And, um, you know, this upcoming season, you know, I'll have a decision to make as far as kneeling or standing. You know, of course, I'm leaning towards kneeling. But um, no, it's just a decision that I'll make. And um, I don't want to sit here and, you know, say, hey, I'm going to do this and do that. You know, um, I was able to contact the family directly and uh, do some things for them. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, when that time comes, it'll be a decision that I make. Up next, he was asked for his scouting report on tight end Ian Thomas. Yeah, Ian, uh, he's a guy, man. He's he's sneaky athletic. Um, I didn't know he was that much of an athlete, but spending time around him, you watch him, he's flying around. He has a ton of juice, a ton of energy. And uh, he's, you know, a young guy who's eager to fill some big shoes and, and to show that, you know, he can make big plays in this league. So uh, I'm excited for Ian. I'm excited for that entire tight end room, uh, those guys. I've been working extremely hard these past couple of weeks, and I'm just excited. I can't wait to see them get out there and play. And uh, with the offensive line, you know, it's a great group of guys. Uh, we've been putting some work in, and um, you know, it's a group who, you know, they communicate well with each other. And um, I can't wait to see them gel uh, once we get going. Two more high-quality answers to wrap up. Bridgewater on following Cam Newton in the Carolinas. Uh, I approach it the same way I approached uh, my situation last year. Uh, one of the biggest problems I had my first year in New Orleans was I wanted to be like Drew. I had to do everything Drew did to, in order to have success like Drew. But eventually I learned that Drew Brees was Drew Brees. I'm Teddy Bridgewater. I'm coming into the situation. Cam Newton is Cam Newton. I'm still Teddy Bridgewater. So I can't go out there and try to be something that I'm not. You know, I play the game the way I play it. I carry myself the way I carry myself. And, you know, I'm going to live and die by that. And then finally, listen to Bridgewater speak about himself as a leader. Uh, it starts with my purpose. Uh, my purpose in life uh, is to lead, uh, to lead people. And uh, I take pride in that because I understand that, you know, eyes are always on me. Uh, eyes, are always on, eyes are always on you when you're in a position of leadership. So for me, I don't ever want to be the guy who, you know, who's the, the cause of someone going down the wrong path. So um, whether it's uh, social justices, injustices, uh, football, in my community, you know, I understand that, hey, I have a voice, I have a platform. But th at the same time, that platform means nothing if my actions don't follow. So I try to just lead with conviction, let my actions, you know, speak for itself. And then eventually people will gravitate towards my leadership. That's the Teddy Bridgewater version of Upon Further Review. Thanks for being a part of it. I'm Mick Mixon reporting on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. <laughs>